Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and joined with me today, as always, is Keith Denny. Today, we don't have uh, one of our other permanent, very valued uh, co-host, Tim Malloy. He's out this week. Uh, and this time, we don't have Sam replacer. So, like, that is, like, we're not used to having, like, just a, a duo on here. Now, we, we uh, always appreciate Sam's input, but we're going to just rock it today with just the two of us. But... We're still gonna have a lot of fun because today we are talking about Star Wars Visions, the nine episode anime anthology focused around Star Wars, which is something that when it was announced, many people were shocked. I think what was it like two months ago they first showed a trailer for this? Something Probably like that. so. We but didn't I even feel know. like I saw it a month ago. It was it seemed like it came out pretty quick to me. Yeah, it might have been sooner than I just said, but I mean. People didn't know this was coming, uh, and it is, you know, not just an anime anthology, but it is specifically done by uh, people in the nation of Japan. It, like, it's their interpretations on different uh, timelines and tropes and just all kinds of things, just putting their own spin on it. And really, uh, sometimes it's surprisingly uh, kind of, you know, centered and realistic and then some of the other ones it's just bombastic action pack just craziness like dragon ball z level stuff right so it's really crazy it's all over the place um and it's kind of got mixed reviews from people but i'm curious keith like as somebody who's definitely a fan of the series what did you think of uh you know their approach especially since you watch anime too and you know some of these tropes and and you know how they're approached wow I mean, I I just was looking at it not so much as a Star Wars fan, um, and not even a, a little bit as a, as a fan of anime, but more of a fan of like film or just animated film in general, right? Yeah. And um, I don't know if you noticed. I'm sure some people on did you know that have Disney Plus have seen some of the shorts that Disney has made recently, either through Disney Plus or some that they have already had that's on the platform. And I feel like they have like some real solid shorts. And to me, I think that just kind of adds to that to that catalog. But now and, and let's just say also to that, the sort of shorts you're talking about, I think, are like some of the ones they have that are anywhere from like two to five minutes long. And they'll tell all yeah. sorts of stories on there. They got some like that. They got some that's as long as 15 minutes to 20 minutes. So you know yeah and and it's weird because i have noticed that too and sometimes they're focused around already established ip and then other times they're just doing things in the world with people yeah. which is kind of weird yeah, but yeah. i think it's really cool though i wish they i wish they would honestly uh you know go out and you know just promote that they're doing that more on even on their platform like i just bump into it by accident which i guess i just say they're not showing it at all because otherwise i wouldn't see it but I think they should talk about that more. I think they should tout it and, and advertise for it and kind of let people know because they're experimenting with a lot of things and characters that they don't. It's, it's like it's like a testing ground to figure out, you know, what they feel like works and then maybe incorporate that in some of the other work. And as you're, you're pointing out here, maybe they're doing that with Star Wars Visions. Right. And that's that's exactly what I feel they're doing, because for one. Some of the advantages of making just a short film, I feel in general is that it's it has to me a more um 
purest artistic expression and you have to do it within a short period of time right mm-hmm. but but most people are not like a sh- you don't really make money from making short films for example right right so so there's not like i think as much of a of like a producer that feels like oh you have to add this or oh you have to have that right mm-hmm. so i think that with Star Wars Visions, from what I've seen, we have like all these separate different filmmakers um, and animators, and they're making, like you said, their vision of Star Wars, telling their own type of stories, but then, but within this universe of the, you know, the galaxy far, far away. And I, I think that's a dope opportunity, you know, and and for the most part, for what they're worth, I um I enjoyed the shorts. Um, a little bit, some more than others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nine of them, so yeah, that's just that's just gonna happen anyway. Yeah. And I, I also appreciate them being short for some reason. It's, I w- I appreciate them being between this 14, 18 minute mark, mm-hmm. and I also appreciate it being an anthology. So, I don't know. it kind of one other thing. I guess we well, kind of a thing that. I think is one of the negatives that I thought about off back. And maybe, maybe it's because I may have missed something sometimes. I didn't. So I was comparing it a little bit to the Animatrix. I'm not sure if you're familiar with okay. that. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. And so I think the Animatrix. Well, uh, our audience might not know. I said I know, but. Um... <laughs> okay, you know, I'll say it so people don't think I'm just making this up. So basically, the Animatrix was like a. a um... Well, first of all, it was related to The Matrix, and they literally had an anime anthology series for it, and it was all sorts of ideas of what The Matrix meant and what could happen to people um, and different sorts of scenarios, even because at first it was like, oh, is this canon? But then there's multiple opportunities. We're talking about Neo specifically, and also other stuff that are in that verse. So it doesn't feel like always like they're in separate dimensions are different like almost like you know how they they talk about in the the mcu you got the same timelines but like different things happening within right, different right. timelines that wasn't this some i think like one or two were but for the most part it felt centered in what we already knew which was right. really interesting and that's that's what that's what i when i'm comparing the two kind of like my my thing that i kind of don't like about visions right mm-hmm. um even though i say i'm looking at it more from the perspective of you know someone you know just just looking at it for what it's worth you still kind of i still kind of was expecting something that would fit into the um star wars universe in some type of way mm-hmm. like you, you mean the known established skywalker the known established, situation. not even the skywalker situation but maybe something that deals with the old republic or something like well the, okay keep more. going keep going but i, I want to comment on that yeah maybe more stories that that do you know that we can when we when we see the story we hear the story we can see how it connects to the larger universe and i i think i may have missed that i think it may have been one episode that i kind of felt that um but everything else just felt like you know people just having fun with the ip and doing their thing and, and I, I, a lot of japanese influence within the story um, right yeah yeah a lot of the the way that they uh you know it, 
Okay, I'm I'm not doing this pun on purpose, but envision those worlds. A lot of it's centered around um, not contemporary Japan, but you know, um, J- yeah, feudal Japan, which is really interesting. Mostly like a period. It's not they were drawn from between like 13th and 19th century. So now, it's name. dope. It's dope as fuck, though. You know. No, no, I'm not it's saying dope. that is a complaint at all. Especially when you think about some of the inspiration for the Jedi comes from the samurai. A lot of it does. Yeah. That that's what's really cool about it. And so, I mean, I think that's the thing that I, I'm glad you said it and, and brought it up that way. You know, because there'll be so many people who speak about it to some degree, like some of the things are just derivative. Well, of course it is, because it's Star Wars and it's underneath Star Wars in this case. Um, there's mm-hmm. visions of anthology series series for it. But Star Wars, first and foremost, has swords. And they're not like, uh, you know, some dude riding on a white horse kind of. So like, now this is, you know, they use samurai type swipes and things when they, you know, when they battling. I mean, wow. it's it's definitely, that's where the inspiration comes from. So it's just, it's funny to see where I saw the connection. There's two things that kept coming up over and over. One that we are all, and, the, and if you think about it, this is definitely said in, in Japan, in, in Asian cultures, way before this, but Star Wars brings this up all the time. The idea that we are all connected. Right. That comes up over and over in all, in all of these things in one way or another. And, you know, uh, the second thing being that one reason I enjoy the fact that we don't quite understand or that we're not given a lot of context about known parts of the Star Wars universe is it actually, for, for this world and how it works, it reminds you of something very very important which is that the cycle of war never stops right ever and and the jedi sometimes are in power and sometimes they sit there in power but not just that there are moments in different parts of history where both have been assumed extinct right which is really interesting so i really did appreciate that you know, constant reminder that things were always in flux and you couldn't ever like it, it felt like we kept seeing those moments in history where things were tilting or things had just tilted not far from that moment. So like the very first one, for example, uh, the one called the duel where you have essentially a Sith protecting a village from a yeah. Sith attack. Um one way or another, the Sith are not aligned in that moment. We don't know who is in greater power, but like it's showing, like there are multiple moments where you see like infighting within the Sith and not necessarily from the Jedi, like infighting, but like a refu- the same mistake that Luke had, which was not heeding the warnings from the Force about a, a particular, because it's like you could make decisions that you know would allow you to rely on others to assist you but they constantly it's like their ego and their pride oftentimes like will not allow them to heed the warning that the force is providing to them right it comes up over and over it's really interesting like i mean specifically the one that stands out the most every time like visions is the last episode uh akakiri oh yeah where he literally he keeps saying his vision, he just won't accept, you know, uh, right. 
because he's like, I keep seeing somebody being killed repeatedly. And he's like, maybe we should send somebody else this time. A little personal, you know, anyway, because you know people out there. But also he's seeing this vision. Maybe we should let somebody else handle this. But no, no, I got it. I got him powerful enough. It's cool. I'm going to be careful. Don't sweat it. And then something go wrong. Right. Oftentimes, that is the failure of a great Jedi that we've seen in the history of, like, no matter what part of, you know, the Star Wars timeline that we are most familiar with, no matter what part of it, a lot of times the Jedi's um, kind of whoever their protege of the moment is, or the person who's going to bring balance, like, their fall tends to be related to their ego. But, you know, another thing, since you had brought up the duel that I um, noticed, and I think that people try to say this a lot with Star Wars now, more so. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, just like, you know, with Lord of the Rings, with Star Wars, it's always... Or it was more so it felt like there was just this battle between good and evil, light and dark, Jedi, Sith, right? Mm -hmm. But then if you think about it, once you watch the, um, what was that, episode three? No, no, not episode three, which is episode six, Return of the Jedi, right? That's six, right? So Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. No, you you mean the ninth Jedi? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Return of the Jedi, which would be the last. Oh, oh yeah, six. Sorry. Yeah, okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. So, so at the end, we all know that Darth Vader, in a sense, redeemed himself by um, killing the Emperor. Right. Or su- supposedly killing, you know. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers yeah. been dead for, for decades, and then people want to come around and change shit, but that's, you know, that's besides the point. But anyway, the whole thing was that I always felt is that there really isn't no light and dark, right? Like things are not so, um, what you call it? It's just not, not that straightforward. Nothing is that straightforward. And, and even, and even with the force is not that straightforward because what, what made, what, what making me bring this up is what we're talking about the duel. The guy that was protecting the village actually wasn't a Jedi. Right, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, he actually used to be a Sith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now that he's doing good for protecting people in the village, now does this this doesn't automatically make him a Jedi. You see what well, I'm saying? And, and in the same way that what happened in Akakuta at the end, Sabaki swinging on them folks, he was doing it with good intent. Right. He was just, he was out of control. Right. And so... There's this thing of where I feel that it's always, you're always made to think that the Jedi's are the good guys. But then when you see stuff from the Sith perspective, I've always noticed is that it started to make you question, are the Jedi's really good? Or like, because- it's, what do, because, do you feel like this happened in Vision somewhere? I think it happens just in little stuff that I've always noticed in Star Wars, like meaning like, for example, if you guys are supposed to be peacekeepers, I ain't never seen that many peacekeepers that's ready ready to throw hands like on site like that, you know? Well, I mean, that's the point Anakin made though. Not just that, but I'm saying like straight up merc people, 
Like they they yeah, they really don't hesitate to do that. They could just be at a bar like, eh, I, I got it. I ain't, eh, we ain't gotta we ain't gotta arrest them. We just... But that's the thing. That's different than a a a, a soldier, a samurai in feudal mm-hmm. Japan, right? Mm-hmm. The motherfuckers really ain't peaceful. They weren't. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I say that to say that the Jedi are made to always seem a certain type of way. They seem to be peaceful. They seem to be all a part of the light, but they contradict themselves in their actions. And then there was a part in, uh, what, what was the one? Um, it was the Elder, right? Mm-hmm. Before they even knew that there was a Sith on the planet, and when the master was talking to his Padawan, he said, oh, is there a Sith? You know, because I can't destroy him. Like, it's no, it's no talking to Siths. You even see that in the Star Wars movies. It just straight up be like, if there's a Sith somewhere, well, we got to kill him. Yeah. Right? So what makes them that much more different than the Sith in that aspect, right? Right. So it's the same thing with war. Who Who is really right, you know? Now, granted, people that follow Sith have been known to do stuff like blow up whole planets. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying the... um. I'm, I'm, you see in this, and I think in a couple of episodes and in this, is that, like you said, there are certain people that just have intentions, like good intentions. And through those well, things, well, it might turn them to do things that may come off to be a bit shady, I guess. So, episode eight, perfect example. Uh, yeah. Lo, yeah. Lo, uh, is it Lop and Ocho? Yeah. yeah, Lop and Ocho. So, where you got the rabbit girl and then you got the human princess. They already got beef because you know they, you know, they regular family anyway. And you know, oh, I feel like my adopted sister get more attention. Da, da, da. Um, but then on top of all that, she was like, and you know, I think it's genuine what that character's doing. Cause like you said, short story, you gotta, you know, you, there's a lot you gotta try to work with. You only got a little bit of time to, to say what you gotta say. But I thought it was really clear that, you know, Lop did have um, you know deserve to to get the saber ocho no wait am i saying it right Hold on. ocho is the, is the, yeah ocho is the is the human daughter human yeah. uh sister so ocho um she really so she said look i love my father but i want to i want to protect the planet and i want to protect the people and she convinced herself that aligned themselves um with uh, the empire yeah, yeah, yeah that that would be the way to to go now i don't know obviously man they they drew dude so evil like you just knew that wasn't gonna work but <laughs> like it's like i mean first it's the empire the empire ain't you know whatever but you know the whole thing is in general she did the right thing for the wrong reason right right you know you could argue um and the thing was, it was like, okay, so if we go, because, and again, short story, you got to do what you got to do. I think it's easy to understand the implication that when we're talking about the empire, that's a galactic empire. And you as a, as a planet, as a house on a planet is not going to be able to defeat these folks in a, a you know, elongated conflict. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at it from those terms, like, yeah, you know, you might be dishonoring your traditions and what, what y'all have been about for however many centuries, but at the same time, like 
either we we die as fat cats or we die you know brutally mm-hmm. you know like i mean the, the old ways are done old man like well how, how do they put it right. like the, the the future is now old man like because i mean they were gonna eradicate them either eradicate their souls or eradicate their bodies too mm-hmm. you know i think that's how she was looking at it now I don't think she might have known that was a lightsaber in there. And again, like the Jedi had this affluence, um, well, outsized influence when they arrive because it's very symbolic. And then everybody wants to get behind them all over the galaxy. And it turns into like, you know, so you fighting like a planet or two, like you fighting systems. Right. You know, so it's a big deal for Jedi shows up. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just really interesting. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So and and I know you, but you know what? It's it's funny. Um, another thing I was thinking, and I mean, I love lightsaber battles as much as the next person. But though I know what you about to say about the twins. Yeah, the twins was like crazy. I'm kind of looking <laughs> at that now. Like, I mean, it was it was still fun, and it's still like you know the story was what it was. But it it reminded me of what's what's that anime? It's it's a lot like this. Um. Uh, it's a lot of anime. Oh, like, uh, 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 ooh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, the, one, the one with the girl with the I know with the red scissors. armor. Yeah, the kiss or something. I yeah. don't know. I didn't watch it, man. It, it, it's in the, I'm too old to watch stuff like that now. Is it Killer Kill? Yeah, I don't Killer know. Kill. That's it. Yeah, it's Killer Kill. It's definitely Killer Kill. Yeah. So um, I said love something. It, whatever. It definitely had the um a similar um art style to that anime 100 percent, yeah, yeah. Killer kill um even with how his armor just flew off of him and stuff and well, i mean how to have the how the saber was wrapping around the other saber or the sabers i should say were wrapping around the one saber right right it's very much the same aesthetic so yeah there's a lot of anime on here that has like aesthetic similar to things that you know if you've watched anime you can you, you can see those influences and stuff it's really cool. Actually. Like, you can't tell me that was it TOB one isn't inspired directly from Astro Boy in Metropolis. Well, not just this stuff that's come since then. Oh, Metropolis. Yes, that that's a great example. Yeah, it's definitely a mix of that. Um, so I really hate I didn't have time to sit and just look up all the directors because I'm sure, like, honestly, we could see some of these influences. I mean. There are shots where I'm like, boom, I see that. I know exactly who that is. Like, I don't know your name off the top of my head, but, you know, like, the, the energy is felt from over the ocean. Like, y'all make good stuff. We see it. We celebrate it. Um, you know, but, th- I mean, the thing is, from a production standpoint, I mean, man, it, it's just really, really good stuff. All these different art styles, they're all really smooth. They all man some of these things like tell stories like the thing i loved about akakiri is like the storytelling without any dialogue i mean like it, it's one of the the coolest um uh, montage shots i've seen in a little while like especially like where they went through the area where no one's ever supposed to go where you know you get like divine punishment man there was something so cool about like almost like the paint in the black that they were putting on everybody it felt like it, like because you could feel the the vicious storm just watching it it was so cool right right so um 
What did, so overall, what do you think? Because I know I was talking about more about what I thought about the show overall. But what what was your thoughts coming from a person who I think are you are you more into anime than Star Wars? About even? oh one hundred percent, yeah. More into anime. Okay, so you looking at it straight up from the anime point of view. I mean, I I know more. I mean, the Star Wars. Uh, canon is very large. Uh, I don't know it as well. I, I mean, like I played the games. A lot of the games are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say the games, I'm talking about like the RPGs, like the um, what was the one that came out on Xbox? Uh, they had a sequel to it as well. Uh, oh, shoot, the names escaped me. A lot of people out there know what I'm talking about. But like some of these stories they tell are really excellent. Um, what I was just interested in, just in general, was just because I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Like, I thought the episodes would be longer at first. And I was like, oh, okay, short films, essentially. Okay, that's cool. Didn't know that. Didn't honestly understand that these things wouldn't be connected at all. Um, which actually, like I said, I think really works. Um, and, and provides a lot of potential opportunities for, like, the start of a new series. Like, some of these really could, like, for example, The Ninth Jedi. The one with the young girl who has a father who's the uh, saber smith. And then you have all those people who are pretending to be Jedi who are, you know, Sith. And then, you know, they had that that bout. Um, That could definitely be the pilot episode or something, you know. So what I really just loved about it was just all these interpretations of what's possible in those worlds, even like the idea that like a robot could be a Jedi and, and have the force like that's now there are ways I think you could explain that because there's so much, there's another one where they talk about cloning really, which is the twins. And I, although, you know, episode two is the clone wars. I don't think about it that much. I really hadn't thought about it much until episode nine, where we realized Snook, uh, I mean, Snook, 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 what's his name? No, damn. Like I'm like jumping around to the, the name. Um, when we find out that he has been cloned uh, by the Sith Lord, like that is uh, that's why I just didn't even consider that. But, you know, when you get some like almost like an Astro Boy, uh, you know, figure that might have some DNA from a person, you know, that, that gets into a lot of questions about like what's possible in the world. Like that is that's insane. Like, I don't even know what to do with that. It's like, you know. I haven't had time to really wrap my head around like each of these episodes and think about the lore that each of them are presenting. But even the fact that like in the twins, we have the two twins who are born scientifically and then they're grown to be Sith. But then one of them, like it's like they, they took separate paths looking at what they were told their destiny was one being, we know what we're born for. We're going to take these crystals. We're going to murk everybody. And then, right. you know, the other twin going, you know, I don't even know what I think about that part, but all I know is I don't want you to be destroyed by the crystal. If you're using the full thing, like you won't survive. And I, I, I just, I won't, I just want to protect you. Right. Like that. I don't know. There, there's interesting things happening there. Also, like there's a lot of things with with tech all over the place. I just found really fascinating in some of these episodes. Mm-hmm. But overall, like as far as what I thought about it as a whole, 
I mean, I, I, this was a really good experiment. I'm glad they did it. Um, you know, I think some of these work better than others. Like the one I think that doesn't really work that much. And, you know, before I say this, actually, it's I had just so happened I was looking up stuff about the Gundam series. Now, you know, for a lot of people who aren't familiar, Gundam is a kind of uh it's like okay if you took humans in the future about 150 to 200 years um people are out in space and building colonies there where you can like house tens of millions of people at a time and there is a war that breaks out between the people in space colonies and the people on earth and they have these robotic um things that they've built and then there are special ones called gundams which are like the super version of these robots. And if you get a Gundam, like you really have an opportunity to uh, take down your opponent's military power. So, you know, in some cases it, it can feel bombastic, but what's at the heart of it always is the politics that are going on. It talks a lot about climate change. This is a, this is a thing that was like happening in, in the early eighties, this anime. And it was on a lot of things about resource, um, the uh, running out of fossil fuels, uh, climate change, water, um, you know, having this high salinity and not have, having fresh water and how that impacts all this stuff. They were way on top of this stuff. I say all this and brought it up because Gundam has, shit, I think, like at least 20 different series. Some of them are all related to that original timeline of what I was just talking about. But a lot of the series branch off into things that are just just might as well just be different verses within Gundam uh and one of them is like a chibi oh gee how do I explain chibi so basically if you took like you know regular sized people and you made them like hey, look like gonna, toys and they didn't have a torso that's what chibi you is going, you're gonna be explaining stuff all night man I know I'm, I'm done explaining stuff but basically the anime tropes and all of this shit but what, look the reason I brought it up is they they made a whole series for that under Gundam Right next to one that has like some of the most political and charged up stuff that's ever been on TV. Um, and then next to that, they would take the same robots and then had them do a Kung Fu in like in G Gundam. I've only watched Gundam Wing. I don't really care. Well, I know, but but I'm saying Gundam Wing, that's I the do. one that it's the second Gundam series ever come to America. Uh, but there were, I think shit, close to 10 that came before that. Gun Wing was cold as hell though. Oh, it was amazing. Yes. I ain't know I ain't know what it was. I just, you know, it was coming out. Tsunami. Late night tsunami. Yeah. Well, uh, late night was the uncut. But if you could watch it on Tsunami in the middle of the day, it just, you know, they cut out all the blood and some of the deaths and stuff. I like was that. um, I don't know. I I my introduction to anime is watching it late at night. Like at midnight. Yeah. Like he, I, you weren't watching Nick at night, he was watching that that gory anime. <laughs> Yeah, or, or even watching like reruns of Dragon Ball Z where, you know, Goku been on Namek for like five years. Mm-hmm. And um, no, those are the days, all right. Yeah. But yeah. um, that's how I got into, was it, um, Cowboy Bebop and all of that? Of course, which has a Netflix live action series. It's, uh, I think, production's done. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, no, they, they finished shooting. Um and so we'll see. We'll get that. Uh, it's this year. It's coming out, but I can't remember when. I think it's November. Man, I um, but yeah, I 
I, I think this was good. I think I, if they were to make another season of this, I would watch it. If they were to expand on one of these stories, I'll watch it. What what's that thing on uh on Netflix? This like sex love robots or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of people trying out those anthology series. Love Sex Robots is ridiculously amazing, like expanding my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, the first I only seen some of the first season, it was pretty nah, good. Nah, dog, you gotta watch that whole thing. Oh my god. Some some places it goes later, you're just like wow. I definitely <laughs> love like anthology series because I, I really well. I liked Black Mirror a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it and it always give you like different, um, you know, just different variety of different stuff in this crazy, you know, alternate worlds and stuff like that. And it was just, it's just so dope to me. And I, I, I also think that it, anthology series for me and things like this, they're real good for like filmmakers who, um, like I said, you just want to you know, get your, get your work out there. Um, you just have, you know, a vision, no pun intended, <laughs> that you that you want to share. And it's so cool to share it on, you know, certain platforms and stuff and, and be, you know, extremely creative with it. So once again, I feel like that's what they were doing here. Did you have a favorite episode? I think everybody got a, a favorite or a couple of favorites. Yeah. Um, well, before I get into that, I did want to mention Although I think a lot of people weren't feeling it very much, tattooing, uh, tattooing Rhapsody, the second episode, I get why people weren't into it, but you know I think that when really honestly it's for the kiddies, you know. Uh, I, do you remember I that one? Yeah, I remember that one. I don't even know if it was. It definitely looked super kiddie, but it's for the kids. But I, you know, I because my 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 I'm telling you, songs and all that and the way they were doing stuff, that's his jam. Yeah. But I don't know. If I was a kid, I'd probably like most of this. But but I guess you mean like kid, kid, kid. Yeah, because I mean like some of this other stuff is <laughs> like, like you know, that like people getting sliced in half and shit. Like now's one that they be working people on this. Man. Now, one time, uh <laughs> Oh, man, I can't remember which episode it was. Somebody got sliced in half, and it kind of seemed only okay because it wasn't, uh, there just wasn't no blood on it. But I was like, all right, they must have told y'all, you can do it. But then that's the one thing they did say. The production guy came in, it was like, hey, um, I did get a one note. We got to take that blood out. Like, ah, damn. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, it's, I, I really, as far as like favorite episode, honestly, um, I just I hadn't thought about him as like favorite episode. I, I think th- I think three of them have an opportunity to have like an amazing series. Like the Ninth Jedi could could be the start to one. Uh, Lope and Ocho, could oh be yeah, one. Um, and well, they, I would think I think the Village Bride could be one too. Yeah, because they kind of end in a way that that you can tell that you know there could be more. Or well, even oh. even uh uh I think I'm gonna say it wrong, but uh the, it's the sixth episode T O B one, uh, we call him Toby or something like that. Yeah, Toby, the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that show is what he would call him. Toby. Yeah, with the little cybernetic boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. So you know, 
He did one of the most anime-ish anime fight things. That man put Jones on his back. Just well, it, that happened in the but, twins too. But, he but was no, not not just that. It was the the self mutilation to try to take down your opponent move. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he literally lost a whole arm just to just to take, put put like you said put dude on his back. But mm-hmm. I'm like that is such an anime thing to do. Now you know you know what I know is pissing folks off because you know like anime does is it normally take like you know they'll do some build up to it or something. But it was funny like I'm sitting there watching it and all these people like getting their powers against uh you know their their opponent like immediately. Them folks getting crazy powers. I was just laughing like in the Knife Jedi when she went from like she could pull out the saber and do some stuff and then <laughs> I started dying because she was like she was getting chased by dude and she they got up in the forest and she would just. Just going whoop, whoop, whoop with, with the sword, like blocking the beams and then still steering with her butt. I said, okay, come on now. This is crazy. Right. And then dude was like, she's strong with the force. I was like, oh, uh-oh. You better run, bro. Yeah, because she about to ray your ass. She about man, to be like, right. Hey, hey, if you notice, though, John, they show back up. That man radioed in and said, I'm out. That was that was, that was was the end of my my job, bro. I'm, I'm not chasing nobody who can do all that shit. Man, like, just leave. I um I really like the elder a lot. Um, yeah, that one was pretty cool. It's 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 kind of storyline wise like one of the most basic ones, but um I don't know why I just always like the um the the, the elder the with with the student. Yeah, the the whole master Padawan thing. I, I like I've always liked those type of stories. I guess that is the only one like that in this, which is surprising actually. That's funny you said that. I mean, like, technically the Ninth Jedi has that, but they're not like traveling together and stuff and talking for a bit. Yeah. Now, actually, uh, you know, the other thing about that one that, that's really interesting though is, you know, I think the reason you're really into it, it does that thing where he's talking about just like, and again, that's like a cycle of life thing. He was like, if right, I right. fall dude in his prime, I'd be done. But if, you know, he was like, you know, I'll, I'm weaker than I've been, you know, I'm yeah. as strong as I've ever been. Like, I don't, now I don't know what happens in. We both in our prime. That's not possible, but, you know. Nah, and but- he's like, well, it's just that he was saying, like he was telling the Padawan, like, you're going to get stronger. Right. You know, like that will happen, but you need to to keep keep your heart and keep what what you know helps make keep you pure. You know what I'm saying? And then right after that, we get two episodes of of people losing their way despite you know doing something that they meant to be. You know, that was they had good intent, they had kindness behind it, but their judgment was clouded. Right. And um, another thing the master said in the elder, he said something along the lines that no matter how powerful you become, you'll eventually get old. Yeah. So there's always gonna there's gonna be someone that's gonna come up that's gonna be more powerful than you, and I think that's part of what why he did mention that thing about you know just being being kind, mm-hmm. um, and that that to be something to keep you on track in a way, you know. Well, and then you know what's funny? I hadn't thought about this again, but then so God, this is actually pretty cool. This is really cool, actually. Because see, like I, I kind of had caught this, but it's really hitting me now. So if you think about it, the elder, so that's episode seven, eight and nine of Lop, uh Lopinocho and Akakiri. And he tells the Padawan in uh in the elder, he says, because the 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 Padawan asks, is power useless then? Like if you can lose it is it useless and he's like no nah, like 
you needed to to be able to protect you know essentially and you see what happens in episode eight when you don't have the power to protect or you perceive that you don't have it and then what happens in, in episode nine when you know you might ha- have it but you don't wield it carefully that's just interesting this thing is like it's not like that in neither one of those situations really did they truly lose because because the power wasn't there so well, that's actually pretty interesting what a um i was thinking about this too what do you is there any series that you think would be make for a good or any ip i guess which will make for a good anthology series what a good anime anthology series let's say that wait a minute so you mean oh okay so so, so you you take a yeah you take a a ip and it oh uh ninja turtles oh that's a real good one you know what i'm saying yeah yeah the the reason i thought of it i got i got the batman versus ninja turtles blu-ray sitting right in front of me so oh would you do like that's that's interesting so would would any other stories include the turtles or would they mostly be like in that world no nah, no nah, turtles so it's cause, cause, well, i mean it, it ain't gotta always be like every episode ain't gotta it, ain't, it, it ain't necessarily gotta be the ones yeah they could be splinter off by itself doing some shit yeah like i would love to see an anime episode like this of splinter before he became splinter mm. like with him so, so there's two because so you know like they, they did do some of that there's two the, different backstories there's one backstory where i think it's in the animated show where he was, that's was about to mention he was a human yeah he, well yeah he, and he was a warrior before and well because there, there's even a part where like he is there's another there's that story then there's the one where he was a rat and still was fighting as a warrior yeah because um, he had a i guess he had a master so in the movie it was like he yeah. had a master and he used to, I don't know why his master had a pet rat, but he used to just watch his moves and stuff. And then he kept them in the cage. Right. And then <laughs> he apparently, kept the red to bird I don't know why I just thought of that. Apparently That's funny Shredder as hell. killed them. And then he tried to attack Shredder when he was a rat. Um, and then he scratched his face. God, why do I remember all this? Because you probably watch it like me like fucking 50 times a day. I need to introduce um, my son to it. So, so I think I think there's so many different, you know, stories. You could do do something with that um. What was the rabbit? You remember the samurai rabbit? What was it Hojimbo? I, I, yes, that is definitely his name. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that motherfucker. I used to think he, I don't know why I just think he cold. I don't even remember him. Because he would fight Leonardo. He would lose every time, but they would make it look tight. Oh, okay. That's what, yeah. yeah. But, um, man, yeah, it's a lot of little stories you could do in the Ninja Turtle world, man. I, ain't I mean, what, what about you? What, what would you come up with? Man. I was gonna say, Lord. You know, you know what else? One more, one more. <laughs> I'm sorry, one more. Yeah, James Bond. Oh, James Bond would be cool. But then yeah. every episode, see, see, I will, I wouldn't want every episode to have Bond in it, though, right? I didn't got to. Yeah, they would. You just have to find a way to make it interesting, which I'm sure people could find ways. Yeah, I would want to do like a fantasy. Genre. You know what I would love to to do like an episode where it was it was no Bond until like the very end. It was like like 16, 17 minutes of people coming out like okay, like they're in a boardroom. All right, 
who has the idea for the next gadgets? And then they just start like trying out prototypes and stuff. And then some of us like screwing up and some of us working, but then it ain't doing what they thought it would do. It's just, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Like, how do they make the gadgets that he uses? So like, I'm, like, or, or even like testing certain gadgets, like, you know, like the invisible car, like how many times whoever was driving fucked up. Right, right. Man, it might be cool. I just think with Bond, it just don't seem like it's enough of a wider world, I guess. But I guess I would definitely want to see at least one movie of a that, like an animated, anime-ish inspired James Bond film. That would be dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like what they did with The Witcher. They did a, um, a yeah. Witcher animated movie. That's pretty- You know what's funny? In my head, I kind of had thought also of Fast and Furious, except Fast and Furious basically is an anime. Yeah, basically. It's a live yeah. action anime. Like, people don't even realize it, but yeah, it really, really is. But it's like more anime than any car thing that, you know, the Japanese have even done. Right. I would probably... I'll probably do Lord of the Rings, really. Mm. That's what I would want to see. Because it's so many, like, little stories you could tell with that. It's Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. But I just think... (laughs) Oh, Japanese Game of Thrones would be... Because I just want... You know, I don't know what they think of the show. I've never, like... uh, Well, who think of the show? Because I've seen the Japanese... you know, people who like they love all kinds of stuff over here. I've never really seen them bring up that series. I'm sure, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, but the thing is, because you know why I probably hadn't taken off there though. Honestly, the same way is they got so many shows that already do stuff like that. Like right, right. Yeah, the idea that like you're watching Game of Thrones if you're Japanese and like, oh my god, they killed the main character. It's like, I mean, every other series we do has that now. Like, because I mean, and the thing is funny is I think I don't know if I tell you about this. I made the joke with somebody one day that that really their Game of Thrones was Dragon Ball. <laughs> because if you think about it, like, well, in specifically like Dragon Ball Z, because Goku dies at the very beginning, and he comes back, but then, like, if you think about it, all the heroes die in the Saiyan saga. Like, it's real early, except one of them, which is Krillin. Now, you can count Gohan, but I mean, technically, they just threw him out there because they ain't had nobody else to fight, and, and he was so strong, Gohan was. So, that was kind of their version of that, you know, because all your expectations get thrown off if, like, your main character dies in episode five. Right. And there's a lot more story to do. And then the big threat, like, that wasn't even the big threat coming. There was a bigger threat on the way, and your main character just died. You're, you're no, in the hole. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like... It's a little that, different because you always knew that if you watch Dragon Ball, you always knew that there was a way to bring pre- people back. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, but come on, like when, when, cause the way he died was so crazy where his arch nemesis, he, he has to die by the hand of his arch nemesis so they can kill, you know, the, the, the threat that could take over earth immediately. Once he has, again, he has to allow himself to be killed. Once again, that's that, that's that anime tropus of that self mutilation to defeat the enemy. <laughs> It got to be a Japanese concept. <laughs> that's like that's like somebody putting grabbing you from behind, and you get the sword, and you stick your sword through you just to go through the other person. That must what? be that. That is the most Japanese samurai shogunish shit. But see, <laughs> you, the, well, the funny thing is, I can just imagine you, like, it, let's say you've been hired by Netflix to to help write Kate, 
you be like, okay, so I know the script looks good. Like, we're real happy with it. But the biggest Japanese trope is self-mutilation. And you start breaking down all the ways. Like, can we make this happen? (laughs) Man, say. Yeah, because that's that's one of those big things. Like, you just, if you watch enough anime, you notice that, right? Yeah, plenty of it. Motherfucking, what's that? Um, My Hero Academia. No one ain't gonna bring it up. Man, every time the main character fight, he get he in the ICU. Man, like he, throw a, he throw a punch and he fucked up. <laughs> I mean, he gets it under control later, but no, I'm just saying, like funny. every time he use it early, yeah. But it was for it was for a long time. Like that's like if if every time I train, I'm I'm gonna be like I'm gonna break my leg. I think I don't want to train no more. I at mean, this point, that's but, what's needed to save society, <laughs> hero society. <laughs> let other people do it. <laughs> oh man well i don't know man. I, th- I think we've uh kind of wrapped up what we thought about this i mean look star wars visions is good um it's not perfect mm-hmm. but it definitely is laying the groundwork for one of these series and maybe more to take off into something even greater like i really believe in what they're doing here i'm very excited that Disney took this chance. This is really awesome. No one expected it. And I think it's really going to kind of open people's eyes to what's possible. Um, not just with Star Wars, but some other series that maybe they had on, on the uh, shelf. Gargoyles. <clears throat> oh, yeah, gargoyles. They, shit, that was my jam. But anyway, man. Um, so I guess I guess we out. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Keith, uh, people, let people know uh, where they can find us on the social. Yeah, definitely. You guys can follow us on Instagram at the low key pod. Yep. Yep. And uh, don't forget to check the link for an opportunity to watch Keith's debut uh, short film. Uh, is that next week? Yeah, it's October the 6th. Dude, that's coming so fast. Yeah, it's crazy. So October 6th, like be there, be square. Check the link in the description. Uh Get a ticket. You can watch live. I'm sure Keith will like do some Q and A or something. <laughs> and is is that something you're planning to maybe do after the film? Yeah, we're doing the Q and A thing. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I got. I couldn't. I knew. Like I feel like we brought it up. But I can't remember if that was definite. So yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, and you get to see the beautiful people who worked in the film too. So, uh, definitely check it out. Cool, man. We out of here then. All right, holla, y'all. Peace.